Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as Interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as Sister Lolien Mina. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band regrouped to share the intelligence they'd gathered. They have gained the services of Ignatius Ironforth, the Adeptus Mechanicus, the Arbides are now only a vox call away, and Olian made the horrifying discovery that Nero has been mind-wiped by a psyker. How will the rest of the party and Nero himself react to this disturbing revelation? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. From the recorded musings of Fabius Bile. A man should never reacquaint himself with past mistakes. Look forward, not backward. The past is done. Leave it to the dust. You have all sat down in the comms room of your suite at the Bolter Express to review the scans of Nero Abagnale's brain. Uh, on the larger screens of the comm unit. You're not worried about this getting hacked because you're not actually communicating out. So it gives you a chance to actually look at the screen. If you're picturing the room picture, almost a bat cave-like setup, bat cave meets corporate. It's at the higher end. There's a wall with four smaller screens where you could all theoretically work individually and one larger screen overhead, clearly intended for visual and video calls where you can look at the information that came through. Uh, Mina, obviously, you are the expert on what has come through relative to the party. For everyone, I will just say she has already described the fact that clearly there is some brain damage. There has been a template personality put over top. It involves a psyker component to do so. And you know, it probably was done in the last two years by someone who's very good. That's the extent of, I believe, the technical knowledge the party has. But the bigger question is how Nero and the rest of you react to this news, which is where the scene begins. Wait, so a psyker's fucked with your head? Uh, yeah, well, um, it, it would seem that way, although um, what is and uh, isn't my head uh, would seem to be uh, perhaps the, uh, the the question. Uh, sister, you, you, you knew about this. I... I just found out when you had the scan done. Yeah, all right. And then I'll just sit back into my chair and stare at you. Oh. Wait, Nira, so like, so, I, I mean, have you been sensing something's wrong? Like, what's going on with you? Um, I'll like tilt my head like towards you, but not in like, a, I'm turning my head, but do one of the full kind of like corner tilts um, and just say, uh, well, you know, it's funny, um, ever since we, we got here, uh, and actually I, I got to admit maybe a, a little bit before I've, uh, I've been having, uh, trouble keeping things together, you know, uh, and I thought it was just, uh, uh Horace, you know, f fucking with me and us, uh, you know, as he does in his ways, as he slowly poisons everything that, uh, the Imperium of man has, has built, but, um, yeah, no, would see that uh, <laughs> seemed that there's a little bit more uh, to it than that. But I mean, you've you've heard voices yourself, Piper. So, you know, wasn't sure if I was hearing anything different than you 
ultimately, but maybe they fucked with your head too. I mean, maybe none of us are really who we think we are. Right. I mean, like, and I'll like nod to Seth. And I'm like, I mean, look at your fucking face. Look how much gear they could get in through those eye holes. Huh? And, and sister, I feel like if any of us is all together, it's you, but it does beg the question if Piper hears voices and I'll like nod to your handler and I'll be like, and has a, a gun to the back of her head all the time. And Seth there has got pits where his eyes used to be. And someone fucked with my head. How come no one fucked with yours? So, Ryan, I would like to do a mind scan. A mind scan on Nero? Yes, because I want to know if there's anything. So I, I can basically do this to retrieve like a, spe a specific fact or piece of information. And I'm looking for, I want to know basically if he knows more information about this that he's not telling us. Okay. Okay. That's so, fair. So, so what's the pool that you've got? Um, so I do kind of my general, um, uh, tele telepathy check. So, which gives me, uh, two ability and, uh, two plus two upgraded. Um, I have to add a difficulty. So it's, it's, uh, base difficulty is easy. Um, and I'm adding one. Uh, for the mind scan, because it's part of the compel psyker rules. Yep. Um, yep. Um, and I have to upgrade one of those to a challenge die. Tom, because your character is mind cleansed, there are rules about stuff affecting your ability to hide information. Does it add two boosts? I'm trying to remember what it does to um, things to affect you. Yeah, I believe so. One sec. Um, ba -ba -da -ba 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 -ba. Mind cleansed. That's right, dear listeners. Tom <laughs> knew the whole time. Um, Got a, a, a name like that, mind cleansed. Uh, <laughs> so one setback die. Well, actually, it's it's, it's the a opposite. setback die for you, right? Uh, no, it's actually for her. For uh, me? Imperial conditioning. Uh, so I have one setback die to any checks made to affect my mind. Oh yeah, there you and go. Then so with conditioning, I had a boost check to resist mind altering powers. Okay, so Laura, <laughs> I will have you. I imagine because he's a KG guy, Nero's not consciously trying to open up his mind. So I'm going to say it's actually going to be two setback coming two setback? from Nero. Okay. Um, and I just it says clarify. it says you can also add difficulty for a particularly complex or well buried piece of information. Yes. So are you trying to figure out if Nero in his current mindset is actively withholding information or are you trying to see what information is being withheld by the template? I I want to see what, if any, information is being withheld. Okay. I'm going to say this is difficulty four. Oh, wow. Because um, I think he's got some stuff that he's clearly trying to hide, but at the same time, the stuff that he's experienced is probably kind of seeping through his template as opposed yeah. to he's got full access to it. So that's why it's kind of blending the difficulty of both. What do you got? For I would, uh, I would take off, um, one of those setback die myself. Um, Nero's cagey, but he's also kind of like mid mental breakdown, which is a really hard time. Like on the one hand, there's like some just general chaos, but I also like, he can't access those memories. So I don't think he can defend those memories. If that makes any sense. Like, I think okay, yeah. he can kind of like mm. pod her. She comes through his brain, but like, it's not like I can be like, you know, throw up my mental fortress because I would be guarding the template, not whatever is buried 
deep in my brain hole. So I'd say either take away a setback or add a boost if you want to get um, like real chaotic. I'll, I'll take away a setback. I think just sure. the, the one okay. setback feels right. I'm also going to spend a story point to upgrade the die pool against you. Another one? Okay. I, I Yeah. I, I didn't spend a story point yet. Listen, you're trying to hack into an Inquisitor's brain who has a template in there who's already paranoid. Specifically looking for info, so there's challenges. Okay. It's a real Horace move there, Laura. Um, I would, I think I would like to upgrade one of mine too, only because right. I think that I've probably done a scan of the people I work with before. Yeah, so I it's not, it's not a new mind that I'm going into. I would agree. Yeah, you're familiar with at least Nero's kind of emotional yeah. soul vibe at this yeah. point, so I believe that. Uh, okay. And you know, what? I'd give you a boost because. Uh, from what Tom said, he is not actively opposing you, I think. He's probably just not aware this is happening. You've yeah. got a light touch. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I'm scared. <laughs> One success, two triumphs. Whoa. Triumphs. Okay. Oh, that was um, scary. That was so scary. I rolled so well on the bad dice. Bad uh, dice. Okay. You are, I would say Piper is now aware of everything Laura is aware of having seen all of Tom's scenes and heard his hallucinations with Mina aloud. So you're aware, two triumphs, I can't really be like, you missed something. Like, yeah. no, it's there. <laughs> so you know about the the bleeding kind of temple to the dark gods. You know about the Eye of Horus. You know Mina's eyes are bleeding. You're aware that nasty, nasty things have bubbled up. Yeah. Um, you don't have the context for them. And you'd be aware that, I think we can agree, Nero is terrified of them himself it's not like he's secretly reveling in this i don't okay. think tom i've also got to ask that yeah it's uh i would say less a terror and more like um uh, a resigned confirmation of like basically the way i've been thinking of it for him is uh it's like the conspiracy that you've been telling everyone what like aliens are real and everyone's like go fuck yourself and then aliens show up and like oh you were right and he's like yeah and then the aliens blow up the white house and you know you go on the run with bill pullman it's that level of like it's not reveling there's a bit of reveling but it's not like yay the dark gods it's like i fucking told you man so yes it's it lives in in that space it's certainly not happy but it is also not He's not recoiling from it. it it's an inevitability. Uh, Tyler, uh, could could Seth roll me, let's say, either a perception or a streetwise uh, which uh, of your choice at difficulty three? Perception is that. Streetwise is that. Uh, it's the same. So we'll right. do perception. Net total is just one success. Hmm. Uh, they considered wiping your mind and replacing your personality with a template before they sent you to the Inquisition, uh, but figured you'd be more useful and crooked without it. You don't know why. Could have found that out on a better roll, but you know that they did that and decided against. Okay. Just so that'll flavor, I think, Seth's understanding of this conversation. Because the last question asked was, how do I know you're all you? Or how do we know you're all you? Yeah. Uh, I think Seth will, uh, I think stand up from this table at this point and just say, um, before we go any further, I think it's important to know Nero, are you compromised? Do you need to be sent back up to perhaps help Abacus? Um, and I'll, um, have moved my eyeline off of Mina to Piper 
uh, with just sort of one eye twitching. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, without taking my eyes off her, I'll say, um, you know, I, I already managed to get us a friend inside the uh, Mechanicus and I got her genetic samples already. Uh, so no, Seth, I don't think I'm particularly compromised any more so than uh, any of these two. And I'll just like raise two fingers and be like, folks. Am I aware that Piper has done a, a No, scan? Piper yeah. has okay. done this fully internally, but there is a question of what Piper is feeling and looking like right now, having the information she has. Um, I think, I, I mean, the, the eye of Horus is, that's terrifying to her, right? Like, that's just, that's just bad, 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 bad. So, um, uh, I think, I think Piper will say it's like, oh, okay. Um, look, okay. So, I mean, I know like, I, I don't like doing these things without your permission, but like I had to know and, uh, and uh, as Nero, look, I, I, I had a little look inside your mind just to make sure you weren't like hiding anything or like, I, I was scared, okay? I was I was scared. I just had a little peek, and uh, you you've um you've seen you've seen some shit. You've seen some shit, and um uh you know there's. I mean I don't want I don't like to bring you know the the name of Horace into anything, but um uh I huh. <laughs> and she just kind of cr- like folds her arms and kind of looks to Nero. Um, and I'll just kind of nod like that. There's a bit of like a, like a, Oh, thank God. Someone else is at least speaking the same language as me. Um, and uh, you know, my shoulders drop about an inch and I, I kind of sign. I'm like, thank you. Uh, it's, it's nice to hear someone else speak, uh, the truth of, of who's behind all of this. Um, one, one uh, just tiny thing though. Um, next time you go inside my mind without my permission, I'll be taking a look inside yours too. I think you'll find my powers are uh, a little less subtle. Um, and I just take my gun out and put it on the table and leave. I'm back. sorry. Why? Why is this an what? Can we focus on the mission at hand, please? You can kill each other on the ship. I like kind of turn and gesture to you, and I'm like, still got your gene codes there, Seth. So I don't know what part of the mission we're failing right now. But yeah, sure, let's just let the rogue psyker and the, the horse worshiper over here do their thing, huh? And I'll put the we're not the failing, but the mission is not done. Warden is our psyker insurance. Let him do his job. I, I try to, basically, I'll, I'll try to clandestinely look to Warden and just like slight look to Nero <laughs> and look back to him. Warden is standing, looking perfectly ahead. The dark fact for you, Piper, that you're you're aware of, because this runs is an undercurrent of all of these, is Nero is the interrogator of the Inquisition. He yeah. could execute theoretically any of you and be in the yeah. right unless you physically stopped him, took him out, and could prove he was corrupt. Yeah. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> uh, Warden <laughs> stares straight ahead and does not react. Warden is a human robot. Oh, useless. <laughs> I I just I don't I don't see why this has to change anything. I mean it doesn't. 
If this was done to Nero, then, I mean, the Inquisitor would have done it for a reason. We were all chosen for a reason. So, I'm, we can have faith in that. And with that wavering statement of unsure faith, the party separates and goes to, I think we can say a universally uneasy rest, knowing that the next day is the gladiator games. Uh, You all wake up, you all have your moments to kind of get ready uh, and speak. You receive a quick Voxcaster message. It comes out in text form, so you can all read it on your various data slates. I think you would have rigged up your internal communique Voxcaster to at least send those updates directly to people so you can kind of all read them in your room. It's your morning news. Uh, Just letting you know that the games will essentially begin at the planetary equivalent of a 1 p.m. if we were to use our traditional Earth time. There is a brunch beforehand where the Merit adoptees will be attending along with their teams of gladiators. So there is a chance to theoretically attend try to learn about the competition, possibly fuck with the competition if you can get past security in that sense. Or if you are determined that you do not want to be the fighters yourselves, you could skip the brunch and see what you could scrounge up in a very quick kind of, we have two hours to hire professional fighters and we don't know much about the city way Mm. uh, to bring a team with you before the games themselves will begin. The cars are waiting outside. They've been very intelligent in that they've now blocked out the windows and you can you get the sense that Eve's got a better system for people not seeing you than there were previously. When, when you look, you can see that actually the front, the passenger and driver side windows have been fully blacked out. The driver can just see directly at the front of the car, uh, but you don't have to worry about kind of entering, exiting, any of that kind of stuff. Um, when you all pile into the car, knowing you're short on time, you do hear the little intercom buzz, and it's just like, where where do you want to where do you want to go? And you have this moment to decide on your your path as a party. Uh, they can't hear you from the front <laughs> unless you hit the button, so you can speak among yourselves about your plans. Because I'll turn to Seth and be like, "Yeah, so unless I was previously six gladiators before they did whatever they did to my head, I think we're short a few arms, right?" Yes. Olean. Yes, sir. Do you feel like getting your hands dirty, or do we need to recruit some proxy combatants? I am more than willing to get in the arena if it will help our cause. What I've established with Luca, is it, sorry, Lucia, Lucia, or Luca? Lucia. Sorry about that. No worries. What I've established with Lucia is that we will endeavor to take second place in the gladiatorial combat, and Lucia will attempt to take first. So I'm not sure what second place looks like in gladiatorial combat. I don't want you to die. I appreciate that (laughs) you're looking out for me on that. Perhaps it would be better to hire out then? And you put our skills to better use elsewhere? Yes. All if right, you then. want to check the rules of the competition, uh, that those would at this point be available on any public data slate. Like, it's mm. the big sporting event. It's right. on all the vid networks. It's available in every building. Um, 
the competition itself, if you're looking at basically the rules of how it works, uh, the idea is the winners will be the one to survive the most waves of combatants. Everybody's facing the same waves. There are going to be four different smaller arenas, one for each house of the merit adoptees. Gazi's got his by technicality alone. Uh, for you to come second, you would essentially have to outlast uh, the the fighters from House Vance and House Marcus, mm. uh, and then have your sponsor, meaning Gazi himself, uh, throw in a white towel and basically say his fighters can't go on. If the runner of the house is a ruthless asshole, they can just run their team until they're dead. Right. Mm. However, fighters are valuable, so there's a chance people might kind of throw in the towel to save the lives of the people battling. Hmm. Interesting. And it is only one of several events that amount to this. Like, I th- yes. think it would probably be to the death if this was the only deciding vote, but given mm. that there's like a bunch of different things. Yeah, this is day one of a three-day three competition. Might need one of those uh, gladiators with big thighs to be able to run later. So mm. like, yeah, no, they're fine. Don't just leave the fast one. You can kill the other guys. Then not to overstep my bounds, but I mean, would it make sense for Olien to, to, to be the one who goes in? I mean... We'll trust her more than anyone else. It is a team of four currently that goes in to fight in the arena. Uh, Olianne, I leave it to you once again. We can speak to Gaz about being sure to throw in the towel, even if it compromises the mission, to ensure your safety. This is the first of several events. And you do have a favor that you can call in at Mm -hmm. one of the three events. So theoretically, you could call any of those uh, five gems of the Imperial world, uh, the Arbites, uh, oh no, sorry, the Administratum Mechanicus, Ministorum, the Adeptus Mercantile, or the Planetary Defense Force, uh, and basically be like, here's our voucher, we need a favor, and they have to give it to you. Hmm. It seemed to me that, oh, I can just do this in character, we don't need to meta this. Um, uh, so loath as I am to... Uh, play along with this sort of stuff right now and this the light of all these uh, revelations and such um it would seem to me that uh based on the the kinds of people we've seen here and the amount of uh, genetic tampering we know happens uh the odds of us hiring some random mercs and them not taking the fall when we need them to is uh not zero and the last thing i'd want is uh fear contact there seth i think we'd put a dagger in her back you know, like, you know, like, you know, it always hurts when when someone stabs you in the back by like invading your mind or winning a gladiator game against your will. So Piper um, rolls her eyes like <laughs> I mean, her blank eyes roll around, yeah. basically. Um, they always do that. <laughs> yeah. Like business as usual. Uh Oh, uh, someone check on Piper. Make sure she didn't swallow her tongue. Uh, listen, uh, Mina, you at the very least can give us some modicum of control in there. Um if, if we don't have any control of who's in there, who, who knows what could happen, you know? Hmm. That's, that's a very valid point. So either way, we can find three mercenaries. And if they don't wish to take the fall, I will put them down as well on the battlefield. <laughs> Look, I may be kind of mad at you right now, but that is something I love <laughs> about you. You're as reliable as clockwork. Very well. I will instruct Gaz, as he also wishes for Lucia to ultimately win the governorship. So he will be in on this portion of the rules. Very well. And in the meantime, you can all put your skills to other better uses. Yes. Who's going to recruit these other three mercenaries? Olean, would you like to 
I think involved. this is going to fall into the party has like an hour before this. There's not yeah. really time yeah. for separate missions. It's yeah. just brunch mm-hmm. or we can all go and, after. Okay. And okay. where do you want to try to get these mercenaries? You literally know everything about the world. You as the players know about the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'll um I'll just lean forward and knock on the window and um say to our driver, uh hey listen, uh I know you've been driving for a while there, right? Uh where where would you hate to leave this car? Where where do you think someone's gonna, you know, uh boost the hubcaps, steal the little uh signia off the front, you know? Uh yeah, that would be uh, uh the Vance district, uh house 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 Vance is kind of the shadiest of the houses, the most criminal and scary in the dark kind of thing. So I, I don't want to go there if if you're asking my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, but Seth might. And then I'll just sort of sit back into my chair and look at Seth. I mean, there's the, there's the Skull Shields, the Imperial Guard group, who are apparently crooked and kill people during deliveries. That's my vote. <laughs> <laughs> the road trader Nero Skull Shield. There you go. Yeah, I'll just I'll just right. point at Mina and kind of shrug like yeah, that. Also, a vi- very viable option. <laughs> there you go, Seth. You get to pick. <laughs> Wait, uh, sorry. I, I think you were holding down the button. Uh, you guys want to talk to Skull Shield? Skull Skull Shield's going to be at the brunch. Uh, N- Nero Skull Shield's hosting hosting the Gladiator Games. Yes, yes. That's uh, that's exactly where we'd like to go. Okay, I'll I'll take you to the game so you can talk to Nero Skull Shield. Very good, thank you. H- happy brunch. As soon as he clicks Two. off, I'll just <laughs> turn to Seth and say, uh, Seth, in your experience of fancy people running fancy events, how often do they send people into the event they're running? Not uh, zero times, never. Well, hot diggity shit. And I'll like pull out my gun and like cock it dramatically and be like, I guess we're playing gladiator games. And with that, the car pulls out. You feel it lurch away from the Bolter Express and head towards the central spire. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of nearly $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides, of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless. You can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. You had actually only one one spoke of the proto hive away from where you are it's the closest and you realize this this area is at its center there's a massive uh, structure triangular it's got big broadcast uh, towers and satellites all over it 
Uh, if you had to guess, and with, I imagine some of you looked at some information when you were coming into the system, this would be the broadcast center kind of calm mm. tower of the hive. This would be where they'd be playing the fight and trans transmitting it from. So you're not surprised to see that the big Coliseum style arena in that scary 1930s fascistic sense of decoration uh, is right next to it. You're driven up and actually through and into uh, the Coliseum itself. It's a giant dome structure open at the top. Uh, ugly as hell. Everything's a right angle instead of the usual kind of softer or more mm. organic designs that you would expect. There are statues in the Greco-Roman sense lining the walls, but instead of what you would expect of like military and like muscular heroes, the more traditional imperial decorations. Uh, every one of them just depicts someone dying horribly and it doesn't bother to depict the person killing them. It does not depict heroes, just horrific death, making it clear that that is the big form of entertainment here. It's not about building people up. It's about breaking them down. Uh, you're driven down a ramp through a boxy square entrance that's sunk into the ground uh, and through an underground parking lot that is low lit and kind of creepy as hell. Uh, you can't tell if this is designed to creep people out, if it's just because it was cheaply and recently built, or if it's a part of the defense system. Just if the gladiator targets get out, hmm. who the hell could fight through this parking lot? You don't know. Uh, when you arrive, you're escorted by... Uh, they are servants. They're in very similar to uh, the uniforms that you'd originally seen at Gazi's party. Uh, but instead of the security version, they're still in the kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, but like the old Flash Gordon style of a lot of straps. Some There are more spikes built into the shoulders. It's still purple and gold, but these are more jacked up versions. Uh, you get the mm. sense that the servants here are tooled up to a scale that if a gladiator gets out of a cage, it's not like, oh, the gladiators can just start a rebellion right away. It's right. no, the servants here are a combat class to begin with. Uh, the military forces are probably heavily armed to match. You're escorted into an elevator. You're blasted up. No one's talking to you. Everyone is totally officious in this. Uh, and you're basically, the this, the elevator door's opened. It's a big, broad freight kind with the clank of chains. Uh, and you're welcomed into a garden. In something you would never have expected uh, from a structure that had been so imposing and brutal so far. There are uh, bonsai trees and other clearly mm. shaped elements. No flowers, but a lot of greenery uh, spread around. The ceiling hangs almost 10 meters over your head and has lights mm. that remind you of the sun. You think this may have been a space that takes advantage of some of the terraforming technology that clearly this system is known for. The air is warm, but not as damp as you would expect if you were outside on like a muggy summer day. It's very temperate and pleasant. Uh, and within this garden, there are a number of uh, small bird baths, which is weird because there are no birds, but they've got the burbling of water. And you realize water being so valuable on this planet is what everyone is drinking. The crowd that is milling around, you're just seeing people dip uh, crystal glasses and chandel hmm. like champagne glasses into the fountains and drink from them directly. The vibe in here is very similar to what you would have expected from the party last night, only the crowd is much more elite. You're not seeing as much representatives from the individual houses as you are seeing representatives of the imperial servants and, and other things, mainly because you would guess, yeah, you don't put a lot of people in the room with the fighters just before the fight unless they are very trusted or somewhat neutral. 
When you're looking around, you do see the three heads of uh, the houses in the crowd. Uh, all of them are wearing beautiful flowing ball gowns in their own appropriate colors. Uh, and they have uh, elaborate fancy hats. Think Lady Dimitrescu from the latest Resident <laughs> Evil. That apparently is the clothing vibe for all of the competitors. Uh, and you see the teams. So the teams themselves, there are three other teams of gladiators that are participating in this event. Uh, for Lucia Bain, uh, whose team is dressed in blue, as you would expect, you had learned from Seth. They are the Suicide Kings, uh, four fully enclosed carapace-wearing stormtroopers with hell guns on them. Everyone is armed in the way they are armed. They clearly are like, if somebody's stupid enough to try to assassinate the fighters beforehand, the fighters get to eliminate them. Um, for House Marcus, which is, uh, they're, they're the green, kind of bigger, uh, tougher house. Uh, they have four just juiced to the fucking gills uh, professional gladiators. Uh, they are dressed in armor that is as aesthetic as it is functional. Uh, all four of them are nearly eight feet tall. They all wear a minimum of probably 400 pounds. Like, they've stacked the muscle of three people onto them. They're currently oiled up and just kind of standing in a corner posing next to their their house leader. Like, they're just showing off. Clearly, a lot of money was spent. Uh, and the final team from House Vance uh, is a squad of bounty hunters, you would estimate, looking at them. Um, they're in a variety of gear. Some of it is uh, questionably legal in terms of possibly being slightly Xenos or from other worlds. Uh, there's a lot of stuff clearly meant to bring targets down alive, but you're also aware that all of that gear could be turned to kill people, no problem. Uh, when you're looking at the crowd, you can see basically all of the people you would expect from the party last night who are up top, and all of the people that you sat down and had your nice uh, pre-cannibalism arrest chat with at the table. So if there's anybody you want to tune in with, you can. Uh, Nero Skullshield, who you recognize from the high table from the earlier event, is wandering around just checking in with people. Uh, picture a Matthew McConaughey type. Can't remember if I described Nero, so this is just going to be canon now. But a Matthew McConaughey type uh, dressed in a vaguely Captain Hook-ish fashion. Nice. Uh, light scars over most of his face, neck, and you can see on his exposed hands in that way that when you get a scar, it doesn't tan while the rest of you does. Mm -hmm. So Nero has clearly faced some violence. You can't tell if it was augmentically replaced or just surgically, but this is a person who clearly does not just sit in their ship and kind of bloat. This is a very fit, like fit, lean, kind of intense Matthew McConaughey-ish character. Um, <laughs> You are all here. You have your weapons as you normally would. You're dressed as you normally would be. Uh, this is the question of what do you do? You could split up and do four separate things, uh, but it is a busy room and everyone is security conscious, or you could tag team stuff or whatever you should so please. You have this room and you have time to probably try one thing because you were slightly late after debating in the car. <laughs> um, seeing these gladiators... Um, these these three teams of fighters. Um, is there any way for uh, Seth to get a sense of uh, Lucia's chances right now, as just seeing these these combatants now? At this point, you would guess 
I'm not going to make you roll for this because I feel like this is something you could just surmise. It'll depend on what's coming at them. Um, Lucia's team is arguably the most empowered for shooting things from range because carrying hell guns will have the most military efficiency. But if it's going to be a swarm of close combat, that's going to favor the gladiators. If it's going to be some mix of the two, the bounty hunters seem the most flexible in terms of opponent. So without knowing what's coming in the waves, which would be information Nero Skullshield would likely have as a host, unless someone else was aware, and they very well might be, um, you don't know. Okay. And we might have mentioned it while I was uh, just trying to read notes and take notes, but um, what's the plan for recruiting... uh, our own gladiators? Is it like we, we do it here while talking to Nero? The thought was to yeah. talk to okay. Nero. Okay. Um, you to you sure have a favor right. to try to cash in. You don't know if it'll be valid here, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will also say, Seth, you probably have your poison vials on you because I don't see you leaving those when going to an event fully Well, armed. yeah, here's the thing is, yeah, if, if we're armed and stuff like that, is okay that I've got like my armor and guns with me too? Or is that yeah. not... Okay, okay. Yeah, because if you guys can't find fighters, you're going to have to compete. So I think right. right now you're allowed in armed as the, the gladiators. Um, no one's asked, so you can pull a switcheroo if you need to, but that's the fallback. Okay. Um, I'll uh, Before we get started there, um, I'll turn to, to Piper, uh, somewhat begrudgingly still, but um, just say, uh, hey, listen, you're still worried about uh, things picking up on your your abilities, right? That's not a, you, you, you can't go digging around in people's minds while we're here. Well, no, I mean, like, you're, pl- you're pretty close to me and I like, I know you, so I didn't mind that, but no, I'm not, I'm not going around like random folk. All right. Yeah. Just wanted to know what we have at our uh, disposal. Okay. Uh, cool. Great. He is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you, all four of you move forward as a clump. Because yeah. you don't really have specific strategies moving forward. But yeah, Mina, yeah. you end up, I think unknowingly, you're trying to follow Nero until you realize Nero is following you. <laughs> uh, and you are the one who is officially trying to find the gladiator team. So you are now driving the party bus. Oh, boy. Where do you go? Yeah, I guess we're going to walk over towards Skull Shield, But she's going to turn to Seth and be like, ah, yeah. There's so many fancy people here. Um, don't people usually bet on these games? Or do isn't there something money can do here? Or oh yes, money will definitely change hands at these sorts of events. Would what someone you- perhaps like to know that you know the outcome? That we already... <laughs> uh, would you like me to speak to Nero <laughs> Skullshield about this? She, she's just like, nods like little kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, save me. Save me, Seth. I, I'm alone. I think at this point, like, Piper, just like knowing how people feel about astropaths, being like, well, you know, there's no subtlety with me. And I just walk over to the fountain <laughs> and grab a glass and have a drink of water. <laughs> Uh, Seth, if you're looking around, you can see that at each of the cardinal four points of the garden, there is a servant of the Adeptus Mercantile with a servitor writing things on a scroll and a pot 
full of kind of physical coins if they mm. come up or or paper cash as necessary, as well as a digital reader. And you can actually see Perez uh, Fetidum doing a circuit of the exterior of the room. It's clear for people who do want to bet or if they wanted to rig the betting, uh, you would have to probably go talk with the Adeptus Mercantile, who seem to have found a very good way to make themselves a profit uh, in classic Perez Fetidum style off of this event. Okay. I would still want to bring Nero Skullshield in on the game to hopefully get some gladiators from him uh, before I think approaching the the mercantile folk. Um, so I will also grab uh, you know some beautiful crystalline glassware and scoop uh, <laughs> scoop up some fresh water. Um, I think he'll ha- like enjoy like just like like <laughs> like voraciously gulp down. <laughs> fresh water uh and then take a second one and like enjoy that one sipping it nicely and then, <laughs> and, and he'll um he's gonna try to approach uh nero skull shield what is he up to right now is he like socializing with other people or is he kind of he's uh, been doing the, the schmoozing <laughs> and the glad handing only before you can get there nero spots mina both staring at him and awkwardly looking to other people hoping they'll interrupt which means he's immediately drawn to her as someone who is both interested and kind of a rube uh so he spins around and just kind of saunters over in that you know (laughs) mcconaughey and almost magic mike style way and he's like it's so nice to meet you how can i do you for nero skull shield uh and then he'll he'll swoop down i'll like offer to take your hand in that very old school aristocratic way where he just extends his and holds it out to you palm up oh my gosh all right (laughs) she's like this is not her wheelhouse right now but she'll just be like oh yeah hello it is it's very nice to meet you. And she'll put her hand out and do like a little curtsy. She's like, <laughs> she knows a little bit of that stuff, but she'll be like, I am Olian Mina, and uh, this is my group, and we'd like to meet and talk to you. Well, congratulations, he says, kissing you on the hand. You've already met me, the conversation's begun, and you're quite the looker, so... What can I do for you? <laughs> I was about to swoop in to help. And as soon as I hear that, I literally, it's like a fucking cartoon. Like, <laughs> like a like fly my, by my, almost. Like just yeah, veer. just like my hands are back. No, it's like I'm walking up to a ledge. Just like stop. And then I just kind of put my hands behind my back, nod, and just fuck off at it. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, I yeah. Except this standing over Nero's shoulder, Nero's skull shield's uh, shoulder, so that... Mina has line of sight on him and he's just like rubbing his fingers like money. There's money to be made here. <laughs> T- oh. Tell him about. <laughs> oh boy. Well, for one thing, it's it's probably like a huge juxtaposition of her demeanor because like she's used to fighting and being serious business about stuff. But this is a girl who went to school and, and then went to a convent. She has like this is beyond her like the. She the fact that this man is basically hitting on her, she does not she's no understanding of what to even do in this situation. But she's like looking over <laughs> his shoulder at Seth and then like and nods and she's like, ah, uh, do you like money? <laughs> well, I've, I've got a lot of it if that's what you're looking for. I've got a ship and two regiments of Imperial Guard along with exclusive deals to transit and prom. So I'm wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. She'll or grab, so she'll, 
I hope. <laughs> she'll she'll grab his hand back and be like, oh, yes, warriors, yes. That's, tell me about your men under your command. Men and women. I've got two amazing regiments of armored Imperial Guard. I can throw out a wave of steel upon a world to make sure that what I deliver hits its target, just like my compliments always. And he leans in, hit their mark. Beautiful. <laughs> ah. Oh, Emperor's blessing. Oh. So it's just like nodding and then like pointing at the mercantile people. Be like, <laughs> he like mimes like rolling dice. Like, he's like <laughs> you have a gamble. <laughs> oh, Seth, can you, can you roll me a... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. I'm. I think this might just have to be a straight cunning. Uh, oh, well, thank goodness for that. And I'm going to say, uh, oh man, because this is such a weird thing to try to communicate. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's difficulty three, and I'm going to spend a story point against you because oh I my think God. that'll be there. Um, I will give you a bonus because you had talked about this before, so I think this idea isn't totally foreign. Uh, I will also give you a setback because I think Mina is just so flustered by this conversation <laughs> that I don't think she's fully rational. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. One success, two advantages. Oh. Okay. Uh, Mina, you get the full meaning as though he had spoken it to you aloud. There was a risk at one point where you're like, is he telling me to engage with this man physically in a way that would be a sin? Punch but him. you're like, punch no. him. No, it's dice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's just like nope, nope. He just he just wanted you to 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 play the money angle. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Now, now I have to just even figure out how she's going to even put that forth. Um, she's oh gosh, what did he say last? You look I'm, delightfully <laughs> reserved, but like you've got something you want to tell me, perhaps somewhere in private. Join me by the bonsai aquila, uh, and he just walks you. <laughs> Four feet to his left to a bonsai tree that has been shaped like the double eagle of the Imperium. Uh, And you realize there is a short kind of perimeter around this area with a few armed guards in a subtle way. They clearly have electro whips. uh, And when you look at their hips, you're surprised because we're talking plasma pistols on the hips of these four guards. Uh, And you realize they have the same insignia of a dragon with reared up wings inside a shield uh, over their left shoulders that he has hanging over his on his coat. And you realize they're probably members of his crew who are here as security for this event. They're just subtle because nobody else got their own armed security and he's not pissing off the client. Okay. Yeah. So she's she's going to follow him over. And then once they're like in a little bit more enclosed, it's like she feels like she can breathe a little bit. And hopefully Seth is following because God it's help four her. feet, so Seth just pivots. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. uh, Piper, what are you what are you thinking? And I, I like watching Mina be hit on by a rogue trader uh, while Seth tries to convince her to do things and then get walked away from the party. It's a little bit, but now none of you can be a part of this conversation. Um uh, do you know what? I, I'm I'm feeling a little useless. I think it's like I basically, I don't know, is there seating around the fountain? Yeah. Yeah, I've just basically sat, sitting just kind of cross-legged with my bionic leg just kind of <laughs> dangling, you know, <laughs> doing that little kick out and just drinking and watching because like, 
I can't, I can't use my psycho powers here. Um, I'm off putting at the best of times. So like, <laughs> it's just, I'm so, just kind of, in the classic <laughs> I don't belong fashion, you're now seated on the lip of a birdbath, having made yourself the full center of weird attention. Yes. Thinking you're just being ignored while everyone <laughs> stares at you. That does feel very Piper. Yes. Uh, Nero, you've got two options. You can stand with the psyker accidentally pulling focus, or you can join Seth to try to mime assist her through this negotiation. Where would you? Yeah, I, uh, I feel like um, given how uh, uh, Nero's dealing with uh, Piper right now, that he wouldn't be like super cool, just like hanging out near her in case she decided to dig around in his brain again. Um, that said. His relationship with Mina is also really touchy right now. Um, and he constantly sees her weeping blood and such. So uh, I think I'm with them, but I'm constantly trying not to be. Like, I think I fucked off to the Aquila and was like, okay, I could like lean here. And then they started shifting. Like, I'm literally that like plainclothes cop who's always supposed to be like two blo- like a block away from the, the surveillance. And they just keep rolling up on me. So I think it's literally like, I'm just like leaning against it, having like a, when will my reflection show who I am inside moment, like in a glass of water, just staring at my own face, wondering. And then I look up and I'm just like, emperor's foot and i'm like trying to stumble around the the aquila just like oh definitely getting in the way and kind of causing a ruckus but i think it's more of a like don't fuck this up for mina because it's such a delicate situation and unlike seth i'm like i don't think anyone can save mina in this but i guarantee you they can make it worse so i'll just keep trying to get out of the way and be nearby in case they need me but like trying not to actively trying to stay out of it yeah so you're bumping into flunkies uh yeah. Piper's taken her position sitting basically in a spotlight of weirdness uh, with Warden standing next to her as the world's spookiest statue. Uh, and the conversation <laughs> is ongoing. So what's your secret? What do you want to talk about? Um, only is it's about like... how handsome I am? Oh, God. <laughs> Olean is still like probably holding his hand because like she got walked over there and doesn't. <laughs> it's too awkward to take it away. So like now that's just... <laughs> Now it's been too long to like remove it. It's yes. just a, it's just a super awkward. Yes. And she's like, ah, um, well, let me speak plainly. Uh, I can tell that you're a warrior from all of your obvious wounds, and I most certainly respect that. And well, I I have a proposition for you, I, a monetary making proposition, and uh, I if you. <sighs> Seth is nodding give, like, yes, yes. If you can spare uh, three of your best combatants to our team, then we can tell you the outcome of it, and you can bet on it. And us. Second. So, just to make sure I'm understanding the offer, you would like me to provide you with fighters so you can rig my game, and then I win... <laughs> Why do I need you to do this? And Seth is like holding up number one, like we know who's in first. Only we know who's in first. Oh, okay. She's like, Be, because only we know who will come in first and, and you don't. Ah, so you're telling me the game's already been rigged. Uh, I'm sure you, you could have assumed that. <laughs> could you roll me a deception? Oh no! No, 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 I can't! No, no, no! Yes, 
yes, you can. Yes, oh, you can. Oh, oh, what is deception under? No, I cunning. don't want to roll that. Deception is cunning. <laughs> I am okay. going to say, I mean, I hate to say it, but the pitch was so weak. That one's going to be difficulty four. There's a oh, chance you can Jesus. do it. There's a much better chance you can't. Dude, can I have I a story will give point, you a, please? I sorry. Oh yeah, you can spend a story <laughs> point, sure. Uh, and I will throw a boost your way as well, um, Thanks because for the pity boost. <laughs> well, no, I, honestly, it's just because he's flirting with you. Like I think he's like, even if you're an idiot trying to rob him, he's still like, there's a chance I'll get a dinner out of it. Like, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. I have to imagine as well. It's like, when do you get a chance to hit on a sister of battle? Like never. <laughs> like this is a once in a lifetime chance to hit on a sister of battle and not get shot immediately. So like, you know, <laughs> do not throw away your shot guy. And he's uh, Nero uh, because he is pretty ruthless in terms of business. Uh, I will add a, I will upgrade a die against you using a story point. So there'll be one red die from the purples. Mm. No. Um, <laughs> is there any way Seth, because you're the only person actively interacting with this exchange. Is there any way you would be trying to affect this talk or that pitch? I think Seth boost. Uh, seeing uh, you know Mina sweat like this uh, would have briefly stepped away, grabbed a second drink, and is now <laughs> trying to like join, being like, uh, uh, <laughs> just sort of like, oh, there you are, Mina. Uh, I have your and just like trying to. But are these armed guys about to fuck his? Yeah, day he's up? getting yeah. stopped by yeah. security, but there oh, is a distraction. No. I will give you a boost because when Nero looks over, there is clearly a criminal trying to join the conversation, <laughs> which feels like it would help. He's yeah. our criminal. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is one green, one yellow, three purple, one red, two blue. Two <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's. Uh, roll. Yeah. Let's oh, roll. Oh God, I'm terrified. <laughs> Two success, one advantage. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank, oh, thank God. That's Day terrifying. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I rolled I, I rolled like four successes and a bunch of negatives. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I hate when the houses do this to me, but the little bastards always change things at the last minute. So you, I'm imagining he's with you. Oh, yes. That, that one is mine. Yes. That criminal. I'll just wave his security aside, and Seth, you get to approach. I hand uh, and he's like, "All right, Mina." She's gonna take it with both hands and just chug like <laughs> she's sweating. So, who's gonna win this thing? We have it on good authority that Lucia's band of suicide kings will come out on top. Never heard the term suicide kings, but it does make them seem a lot more capable than when I just thought them as four people from the house guard. Hmm. And you need me to fill out your team? Why not? You seem kind of murdery and you seem like you're super capable. It's why I liked you. Well, I'm also I very clearly stumbling by in the background. Like, you know, my gun is clearly visible. I'm like trying to hide it in my coat and be subtle. <laughs> also, that handsome weirdo's real heavily armed to just be apparently bumping into people as a pickpocket of some kind. In the background, uh, you just see uh, Piper look to Warden and be like, oh, do you want to drink? Oh, no, you can't. And then she kind of holds puts her <laughs> hand over her mouth like, okay. And she just takes a drink, <laughs> laughing at Warden. She's making her own fun. All right, so that guy's also with you. I can't tell if you people are geniuses or idiots, but I know who you are now and somehow no one else does. So... 
Why aren't you doing this? You seem real stabby shooty. Well, Olean's combat ability is beyond reproach. It is tip-top. However, the rest of us, in our own way, have chosen a career outside of martial combat. And so our skills are not quite as honed as hers. Really, she just needs three more professionals to support her. It is my duty to protect these four. So I will put myself in the line of battle, but I wish to keep them at a safe distance. Well, here's the big problem, sister, on the scale of things. I'm running the games. How the hell am I supposed to give you people to compete in the games and or bet on the games? I assume you have other people for that and other connections that you might be able to apply. I love connections and I love business almost as much as I could love you. But here's the thing. I got about five minutes, so I don't really have the ability to call home and bring in the cavalry. Well, how about these uh, strapping fellows? What we need to do is take off the crest and perhaps throw some armor on them and they're all set to go. What if we go what if we go halvesies? Let's say uh two of you go in, two of mine, and then we'll have uh who seemed well, you seem the shadiest. He looks at Seth. He's like, maybe we can have you organize things with the uh Deptus Mercantile. It would be my pleasure. At this point, I'll literally just stumble up and be like, Yeah, I kind of figured things were gonna go this way. Hey, uh also Nero, good to know all Nero's are handsome. Uh yeah, listen, um, <laughs> I uh, couldn't help it over here as I was bumbling around back there, and um, yeah, fuck it, I'm, I'm in. All right, so we've got you two on the battlefield, Seth. I said your name was Seth, right? You're going to be running the uh, the scam. I'll provide the funding. We'll have to cut Pedes in. Here's the last thing that this deal's going to require. I don't like eating alone, and I've got a reservation at a great restaurant tonight. So all I'm thinking is, if you make it out of this arena, I think uh, we should have ourselves a nice romantic candlelit dinner. And I will straight up blush and be like, (laughs) honestly, Nero, that's the nicest offer anyone's made me in a long time. And then I'll realize he isn't looking at me and go, yeah. Seth looks at the clock Uh. and sees that like we are... (laughs) like minutes away, he'll just slap me on the back and say, done. <laughs> yeah, Piper laughed out loud in the background. Just to be sure, as we're working on a verbal contract, uh, you cool with uh, sitting down to celebrate how good-looking our children could be? He says to me. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet emperor. Whatever <laughs> I need to do. <laughs> and then the bells chime at the edges, uh, and security guards come in, the, the same burly types that you'd seen in the elevator to escort uh, the various fighters to their various areas. Two of Nero's security guards just reach up and tuck their dragon sigils under their armpit so they just look like they could be anyone else at the party. They bring their weapons out wider uh, and they join Nero and Olean as you are escorted uh, beneath the ground. While uh, Seth... Uh, and Piper, you are taken to uh, a booth overseeing one of the four arenas. Uh, you realize this 
arenas are set up kind of like a four-leaf clover. There's four individual domes within the dome. As you take your place in the booth and look out, you can see it's serried circular seating. It appears that this is a setup that is pretty regular in this arena, kind of like when you go into, you know, when we would go into the Sky Dome in the before times and you would go, oh, the hockey thing makes sense. Like you can see where all the seams are, that this could be opened up to one big arena. But it makes sense because if you were going to host an event uh, of this scale, you might do a smaller one that would look big on TV. Uh, but apparently for this setup, you can hear cheers in the distance and you can see the big jumbotron in the, the center has four screens on it instead of the traditional mm. one. And you can see the other three arenas. Mm. Um, your space, your your booth is raised. It's just off the floor. So it's probably about 10 meters up if you were to estimate looking down. The arena itself is sand. There are six pillars of a, a deep brown stone in that uh, Star Wars episode two, Attack of the Clones kind of way. We were all there with you, man. It's yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> but, but carved in that vaguely phallic design that seems to appear in so many arenas. Um, your box is just <laughs> to the right of the host box. You can see there is a box Ooh. specifically for the adoptees hosting the event. You have Gaz sitting there um, smoking what looks like a hookah. Uh, but as you smell it, it's very clearly an ultra-powerful hallucinogen. You mm. you almost, I would say, Seth and Piper, you almost see a wave of colors just catching a whiff Let's of what's coming out high. of this <laughs> hot box box. Uh, and his father, Rancid, is all... Gaz is in a, a lovely evening gown in a very Billy Porter-ish style with his, nice. his floppy hat. Uh, Rancid is in the exact same wheelchair shirtless, just (laughs) super ripped from the neck down and just going like from the neck up. Uh, The stands here are sparsely attended. You realize when you look at the screens that the houses seem to have like there's a majority of their own color in each of them, as you would anticipate. There's a lot of green for the greenhouse, a lot of blue with a couple of followers from each. It seems like in a aware this may become a soccer hooligan style. There's kind of one third of each audience that is a mix of the other groups who are just there to agitate yes uh nobody really gives that much of a shit about your your area (laughs) it's just clear that they can get seats closer to the front so you have like the people who could get kind of the pass and didn't want to fight for other things um as you're aware if somebody starts to go on the crowd may start switching arenas to see what's interesting but this is where you are uh you have Different agents of the Adeptus Mercantile are in their red uniforms within the crowd. You can see taking bets. Uh, and it turns out Pedes is actually stationed with Gaz, which kind of makes sense as Gaz and Rancid are the official governors of this time inside the box. So if you wanted to talk to him, you can probably make some time to do that. However, you don't have nearly as much time as you thought, because what you hear are the trumpets, uh, just blaring imperial hymns and... Uh, And Gaz stands up and all four screens are filled with the broad Sunday hatted uh, purple and gold dressing gowned Gaz uh, who who exhales a plume of smoke that shifts from pink to purple to green to blue as it comes out of his lungs uh, and a microphone lowers from above him. And he just says, so the game's are beginning. It's time for everyone to cheer for whoever you want to cheer for and for us to find a new governor. But most importantly... It's time for us to watch a whole bunch of things die, am I right? Uh, (laughs) And the crowd in the other three arenas, you hear go apeshit in the distance. (laughs) You don't hear this from where you are. Underground, 
Sister Mina uh, and Nero, you're standing with the two security guards, not really talking to them. You don't know them. This is just a job. Uh, you're standing behind a giant weighted door, uh, thick wooden bars with rivets in between, clearly lowered down. You can see just the floor and the tip of the crowd from the far side of the arena where there is a matching gate that has been sunk below the ground. There's a ramp for you to come up and then you will be in the arena. Uh, it smells like sweat. It smells like blood. And you can actually see three dead people just <laughs> thrown, eviscerated uh, to, to your left and right in this small antechamber. Uh, it is very clear that there were warm-up acts, and you didn't see those. The warm-up acts are just as violent as you would imagine. You can hear Gaz's voice echoing from above. He says, all right, so we're all here, we're all friends. Uh, I hate you. I love me. Fuck it. Uh, and you hear a big chime uh, from gongs ringing around the top of the arena when you look up those of you who can see from your booth. You can see there are servitors whose sole purpose is to hold a giant mallet and hit one of seven gongs, the, the symbolic number of the Dominion Omnium Protohive, uh, and just banging out this loud, loud rhythm. And you hear the clanking of a gate. The gate in front of you, uh, Nero and Mina, rises in that weird way they do where it's clear it's from a cogtooth mechanism, so it's not quite smooth. It's in little chunks. Uh, and you get to step out and onto the hot sand of the arena that is that is open to the sun from above. Uh, the crowd is staring down at you. Is there anything you do to hype up the crowd, create a moment, anything like that before this starts? Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> hey, hey. guess Olian will like step out and take out her her sword and shield and like hit them against each other with clanky clanks, and kind of step out and take like a a deep battle stance, and just be like, oh. I certainly hope the Emperor blesses us today. And I'll step out beside you, uh, my bolter slung over my arm, coat flapping behind me, um, finishing um, with uh, the blood of one of the dead guys, um, making a, a symbol on my forehead. Uh, and I'll turn to you with a big, broad grin uh, and point at the Eye of Horus I've drawn on my forehead. And I'll say, don't worry, he has. Uh, and then I will just scream and fire my gun in the air. And at that point, a clanking of the the opposite side gate opens. It's a wide arena. And out of it tear two groxes, as you would recognize from the earlier arena, gigantic lizard threats seen as bovine from those who've only eaten the meat and terrifyingly deadly for those who appear and behind them twice their size with a roar that shakes your very bones appears a saurian carnosaur or for those of us in this millennium, a full-scale T-Rex. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our Game Master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, and most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Are they Imperator and death to all the heretics? Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo! This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now, before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? Nope. Love interests? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people, you left behind? You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.